गुरु चरण सरोज रज निज बन बुकर सुधारी बर डो रघुबर बेबल जसू जो दायकु फल चारी बुद्धिहीन तनु जानी के सुबिरो पवन कुमार बल बुद्धि विद्या तेहु बोही हर हु कलेश बेकार जय हनुमान ज्ञान गुण सागर जय कपीस तिहु लोक उजागर राम दूत अतुलित बल धामा अंजलि पुत्र पवन सुत नामा महावीर बिक्रम पजरंगी कुमति निवारी सुमति के संगी कंचन मरण बिराज सुबेसा कानन कुंडल कुंचित केशा हाथ वज्र औ ध्वजा बिराजे काथे बूझ जने साजे शंकर सुवन केसरी नदन तेज प्रताप महाजगबदन विद्यावान गुणियति चातुर राम काज करी बेको आतुर प्रभु चरित्र सुनी बेको रसिया राम लखन सीतामन बसिया सूक्ष्म रूप धरी सियही दिखावा बिकट रूप धरी लाक जरावा भीम रूप धरी असुर सभारे राम चंद्र के काज सवारे लाए सजीवन लखन जियाए श्री रघुबीर हरषि उर लाए रघुपति की बहुत बड़ाई तुम बम प्रिय भरत ही सब भाई सहस बदन तुम रोज से गावे अस कही श्री पति कंठ लगावे सन का दिक ब्रह्मादि बुनीसा नारद सारद सहित अहिसा जब कुबेर दिक पाल जहाते कभी को बेद कही सके कहते तुम उपकार सुग्रीव ही की राम बिलाय राजपत दीधा तुम रो मंत्र विभीषण माना लंकेश्वर भय सब जग जाना जुग सहस्त्र जो जन पर भानु लीलोता ही मधुर फल जानु प्रभु बोत्रिका पहली मुख बाही जल थी लागी गए अचरज नाही दुर्गम काच जगत के जेते सुगम अनुग्रह तुम्हरे ते ते राम दुआरे तुम रखवारे होत न आज्ञा बिनु पैसारे सब सुख लहे तुम्हारी शरणा तुम रक्षक काहू को डरना आपन तेज सभारो आपे तीनों लोक हाकते कापे भूत पिशाच निकट नहीं आवे महावीर जब नाम सुनावे नासे रोग हरे सब पीरा जपत निरतर हनुमत बीरा संकट ते हनुमान छुड़ावे बचन ध्यान जो लावे सब पर राम तपस्वी राजा तिन के काज सकल तुम साजा और मनोरथ जो कोई लावे सोई अमित जीवन फल पावे चारो जुग प्रताप तुम्हारा है प्रसिद्ध जगत उजियारा साधु सत के तुम रखवारे असुर निकन राम दुलारे 
अष्ट सिद्धिदव निधिके दाता असबर दीन जान की माता राम रसायन तुम्हरे पासा सदा रहो रघुपति के दासा तुम्हरे भजन राम को पावे जनम जनम के दुख बिसरावे अंत काल रघुबरपुर जाई जहा जन्म हरि भक्त कहाई और देवता धर ही हनुमत से ही सर्व सुख कर ही संकट कटे मिटे सब पीरा जो सुबिरे हनुमत बल बीरा जय 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 हनुमान गुसाई कृपा करो गुरुदेव की नाई जो सत बार पाठ करे कोई छूट ही बधि महा सुख होई जो यह पढ़े हनुमान चालीसा होवे सिद्ध सा की गौरी सा तुलसीदास सदा हरि चेरा की जय नाथ हृदय बहडेरा पवतरे सकट हरण बगल मूरती रूप राम लखन सीता सहित हृदय बसो सुर भूप सियावर राम चंद्र की जय पवन सुत हनुमान की जय उमापति महादेव की जय बोलो रे भाई सब सदन की जय जय श्री राम जय श्री कृष्ण जय हनुमान वही रीत हनुमान चालीसा Why do we read the Hanuman Chalisa or any mantra before we start taking the starting before starting the scriptures? Because our mind is scattered everywhere, isn't it? We are running, we are in sadsar, we are sadsaris after all, right? So to get the mind to what we are going to read, otherwise. the knowledge that is flowing through the scriptures will not reach us every time before opening a text before listening we need to bring our bite together it is always scattered isn't it it's just like arjun is requesting shri krishna to elevate him to remove the grief and the agony that misery that is suffering and this misery we discussed in the last session is beyond what words can describe it the same way at the beginning of anubhav chalisa what do we ask the lord we ask with all the things haru kalesh bikar ye kalesh jo hai na this grief this agony this constant pain kindly take that away arjun here is also say kindly take that away and how over here we when we are chanting gurudev ki nai right in a hanuman chalisa how do we want shri hanuman to enlighten us and take our pain away in the form of a guru gurudev ki nai kab as a guru enlighten us take away this ignorance give us wisdom in the same way arjun over here also accepted shri krishna as his guru and he became the disciple because knowledge flows from up to down unless and until we think that somebody is superior than us we think that there is nothing that that person can teach although there is no superior or no inferior all are that one divine but unfortunately when we are in the deha buddhi the only way 
for us to learn is when we feel that we can be taught so in hanuman chalisa also while we are reading the hanuman chalisa the first thing we tell him is take away the stops and tap there are three types of taps isn't it adi bhautik adhyatmik and adi devik adi bhautik adhyatmik adi devik these three types of tap infest us they are the ones which cause agony one is due to natural calamities that is happening all around us could be a cyclone could be a tsunami could be the virus that we are facing right now the second kind is caused by other people right he did this to me he said this to me because of him i am agonized at the third type of agony is caused by caused by the self self inflicted we generally feel that the greatest agony is caused by others isn't it otherwise if everybody would have been kind to us and everybody would not have tormented or tortured us everybody would have met our expectations and not hurt our ego we would have been happy the second is the situation this corona virus that is all around is taking away my peace i am in so much of depression it is like you know the tsunamis which come the cyclones and all these things that these earthquakes they are the ones which are causing pain and agony in my life if nothing of the sort had happened i would have been happy and the third which we consider to be very little is self inflicted where i cause agony to myself they're not in the exact order as the hindi version but these are the three agonies that we face now my question here is is it true that others are the source of our biggest problems or the natural calamities or the virus is a source of our unhappiness or we we have to reverse the order it is we till we give the power to others to enter our mind enter our hearts and injure it they are powerless nobody can cause sorrow till you give them the permission nobody can cause agony till you give them the permission nobody can hurt you without your permission yes so who is causing the agony when others are inflicting it also it is me i have given them the permission i want to react to what they have done i want to feel sad hence i feel sad the second is let's take the example of the corona virus right now can it cause any agony to me no till i let it enter till i choose to get worried till i choose to succumb to fear till i choose to get tense till i choose to worry about the future till i choose to worry about what will happen to my dear and dear ones even the virus is helpless it cannot cause any agony to me so where is the agony being inflicted from outside or inside it is again me i am the one who is inflicting this agony also and the third is the agony caused by myself we consider it to be the smallest form of our pain right that could be the intensity caused why would i actually harm myself right but no that is the biggest tap in our lives we are the most cruel to ourselves we are the most unjust to ourselves we inflict and cause the most sorrow to ourselves nobody else is to be blamed it is all be till i give permission nobody can enter and then i choose to get agonized i choose to worry about the future i choose to brood about the past i choose to get agitated about the present i'm always restless why that is not our true nature is it i am satchitanand swarup we should tell ourselves 
So the greatest form of agony over here also. Arjun, agony is not inflicted by the battle. It is not inflicted by the Kauravas or the Pandavas. It is not inflicted by seeing uh, Bhishma Pitaba or Duryodhana standing in front of him. It is self-inflicted. Yes. He chose to become agitated. Bhishma Pitaba and Dronacharya and Shri Krishna, as we discussed, are in the similar situation. They are also faced with the near and dear ones. They decided to react or act in a different manner, behave in a different manner in the same situation where Arjuna is being agonized. So if two people behave differently in the same situation, is the situation to be blamed or the person who is reacting or acting in the situation to be blamed? Situations, other people, natural calamities, all these are never to be blamed. It is me, myself. I am my greatest enemy and I can become my greatest friend also. I am my greatest weakness and I can become my greatest strength also. And when we understand this, when we internalize this, what happens? We become undefeatable, indestructible. But it takes a lot of effort. I understand it's not easy. Hearing is one thing. Knowing is one thing. Okay, accepting is also one thing. But internalizing it, putting it into action is very difficult. It's all right. At least we have reached that phase where we agree. Initially, we just refute these logics. We do not even want to agree. We want to dispute and disagree. At least if this awareness is there, this acceptance is there, this knowledge is there, there is no resistance against this knowledge. That is also a very good first step. Because internalizing it and putting it into action, internalizing it and making it our way of life, internalizing it and living it with thought, word and deed takes a lot of effort. Why? Because from the very childhood, we have been conditioned to believe the total opposite. So that unconditioning is going to take time. Removing the veil of darkness from the bright shiny self is going to take time. And Sri Krishna here patiently is going to help Arjun understand. Because he understands, Krishna knows, ye nahi hai. Breaking not only ears but birds of conditioning is very difficult. One beautiful example, a very, very simple example is when an elephant is captured as a baby, he wants to go back to his family, right? But he is unable to. And to make sure that he does not run away, the person tries ties an iron chain around his leg, leg sorry, and fixes it on the ground so that the elephant does not run away. Now, as a child, the baby tries his best, you know, the little elephant calf tries his best to pull it out and run away, but he is unable to. Over the years, the person who has captured him keeps increasing the strength of the chain till the elephant accepts that no matter what, he is not going to be able to break the chain and set himself free. When this acceptance and the conditioning has already set in properly, now the elephant keeper has no problems. You know what he does? He does not increase the strength of the chain or he does not increase the strength of the thing which is holding the elephant with the chain. What he does is he merely makes a sound. Neither does he fix the chain nor does he put the chain on the ground or tie the chain around the leg or, for that matter, around anything strong to hold the elephant. But with that sound which indicates that the elephant has been tied, this huge giant elephant, which is not a baby anymore, who can uproot anything that comes his way. He can throw over trucks and cars, destroy houses, go rampant, keep standing there in the heat, sun, rain, 
believing that he has been chained and the chain is so strong that he will be unable to set himself free again such is the irony of our existence also now shri krishna has to break this conditioning of arjun arjun knows arjun is as we discussed at the last verse a elevated soul his sadha knows no bounds he has captured nidra he has captured his senses he has controlled his senses but somewhere the senses have overpowered him again and it happens to the best of sadhaks but it is just the time when they'll reach nirvana just the time they fall at topal it has happened to everybody be it vishwamitra or name the sages and it has happened to them so over here arjun is at that stage and shri krishna knows that the deep rooted conditioning has to be broken but does krishna start slow in the first two verses of chapter 2 second and third verse let's turn to it he says yes verses 2 and verses 3 the lord rebukes is it it chapter 2 verse 2 and verse 3 the lord literally rebukes and tells arjun how are you behaving is this the way you were supposed to behave I made you my precious human. I filled you with my own wisdom and my own knowledge. I made you so precisely and so perfectly. And you are getting deluded. You are behaving in such a discouraging manner. The Lord is rebuking and he is actually unpleasantly surprised. this kind of a person can actually react at this matter and when rebuked arjun actually starts having a doubt probably the way of his thinking and analyzing is wrong and then he surrenders to the lord he says i am your disciple you are my guru we be the same situation behave so differently you are unaffected you are stith i am swaying like a leaf does in a stormy weather so heads shri krishna please guide me please 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 help me at the lord obliges he smiles he is overjoyed as we say always you take one step towards the lord and he comes running to you with thousands of thousands of steps leaps and bounds he'll jump and come to you and this is what is happening over here when arjun has fully surrendered accepted shri krishna as his guru has emptied himself completely and is willing to listen that is where the lord starts talking the 11th verse of gita is where the blessed lord opens his mouth he starts giving the wisdom this is like the most awaited part of gita ever since we started gita i've been waiting for when the lord will start explaining when the lord will start talking when shri krishna will start singing this divine song and i'm so blessed that this day has come we are all lucky we should consider ourselves very very lucky very very blessed that the grace of the lord is flowing on us his grace is totally flowing on us without his grace is it possible to even think about him to even chat his name to even have this desire to understand what the reality is what the scriptures are trying to say as it is said right ye sukh साधन से नहीं होए तो भरी कृपा पाए कोई कोई ये सुख साधन से नहीं होई तो भरी कृपा पाए कोई कोई वी हैव दैट कृपा वे द लॉर्ड हैज गिवन अस द इंक्लिनेशन टू अंडरस्टैंड गीता ही हैज गिवन अस अ चांस टू अंडरस्टैंड हिम एंड द वर्किंग्स ऑफ दिस मैग्निफिसेंट यूनिवर्स 
He has given us a chance to fall head over heels in love with him. Yes. See, understanding the Lord is always going to be difficult. So let's not try to understand him. Let's just love him. So all that we read will actually awaken divine love in us. I hope. With this, Sri Bhagwan starts his Gita as the Guru of Arjun who has become his disciple where in the middle of the battlefield Kurukshetra Again, this is worth noting. We do not need to run away from what we are doing to understand Gita, to understand the scriptures. Time and again I repeat, Vibhishan Gita, where did it take place? In the battlefield. Again, Srimad Bhagavad Gita, where is it taking place? In the battlefield. What is this battlefield? This battlefield is our life. Every day we fight battles. Some we lose, some we win. With battles, I mean battles of right against the wrong. We keep fighting battles day in, day out. Some with awareness, some without awareness. We keep oscillating and without knowing, we want to get back to the state of Satchit Anand Swarup, our original true nature. And that is the battle. The battle is to stop the oscillation. And what is Kurukshetra? Are our domains? See, in our scriptures, the Sanyas Pratha was never there. It came a lot later. It came a lot later when it came a lot later when the other dharbs started propagating it. Before that, all the sages were grihasts. To understand, not only sages, all the rajas, they all went through the four ashrams. One by one. Why? Because it was needed. Unless and until you live a particular kind of life, unless and until you experience it yourself, will you be able to justify or will you be able to know the plight of that person? And this happens to Shankaracharya also, right? When he is debating, I think, against Mandana Mishra and his wife. She talks to him about a particular Shastri being a sannyasi, does not know anything about it. So she says, unless and until you know, how can you talk about it? And what does Shankaracharya ji do? He enters the body of a king, he lives the life of a grihast, he lives and then he comes back to discuss and then he wins. So mind you, all ashrams are important. Unless and until you have a holistic life, you would not be able to understand and explain. So the sadhyas pratha, I am not saying anything against the sadhyasis, probably it is their path, whatever it is. But just because we are not sadhyasis and we are grihasth, it does not demean us in any way. Shri Krishna was a grihasth, Arjun is a grihasth, everybody is a grihasth, Drodacharya was a grihasth. Isn't it? Shri Rav was a grihasth. Vashisht ji, Vishwamitra ji. Who else? Name the sages. They all had families. But it is when you are in this sansar, which is the Kurukshetra, how do you respond and react? This is our battlefield. Being in the bits of the storms of sansar, right? We are actually in the middle of the storm. How do we react? The normal day-to-day activities, how do we behave in it? In spite of having all that we can, money that, 
to buy all that we want. How do we use that money? How do we earn that money? How compassionate are we to the poor and the needy? Are we living a life of extravagance? Or are we living a simple, blissful, needed life? Are we as grihasts following all the decorum and the rules laid for us? So this is a battlefield. Every day, the battle between desires, wants, is going to happen. Between the vices and the virtues is going on. It's raging in us. In the middle of this war, Arjun and Krishna, who are in the same situation, who are in the same ashram, who are in the same family, react in a different way. And hence, Arjun says, Krishna, you are my guru, you help me. And when said with reverence, when Arjun is convinced that Krishna can actually impart, that is when, when Krishna starts imparting. Otherwise, he would not have. So the first verse where Krishna starts imparting, as I said, for not bellowed down, initially he rebuked, and now is a blow. It is a big box on our face. He says, to Arjuna especially. And that is what we are also, in a way. Let's read the verse word. Shri Bhagavad, <coughs> sorry, verse number 11. Shri Bhagavad Vacha Asochyanan Vasho Chastvam Asochyanan Vasho Chastvam Prakyavadapsha Bhasha Se Gata Sud Agata Subscha Nanu Sochanti Panditaha Once more Asochyanan Vasho Chastvam Prakyavadapsha Bhasha Se Gata Sud Agata Subscha Nanu Sochanti Panditaha You can break it also. Gatasun, agatasubscha. Right? Because gatasun and agatasubscha, when they join together, they sound as gatasun, gatasubscha. Now over here, what is the Lord saying? We'll go very slowly with this verse and probably with all the other verses because Sri Bhagavad is talking. And to understand what Sri Bhagavad is saying, Needs a lot of patience, need a lot of internalizing. We need to just stop at every step and introspect. The meaning is first in Hindi. Tumne shok na karne yogya ka shok kiya hai. Right? He's talking to Arjun now. And Krishna is saying, Tumne shok na karne yogya ka shok kiya hai. Or vidvata ki baate kar rahe ho. See, he's talking like a pandit, right? He's giving us so much of gyan. He's talking like a wise man. Yet, he is in agony. He is in grief. He is so sorrowful about things which do not need anybody to be sad about. Jin ki praan chale gaye hai, unke liye. Or, jin ki praan nahi gaye hai, unke liye. Pandit log shok nahi karte. The ones who are dead, who have left their body, for those and the ones who are still alive and in their body right now, the pandits, the doers of the knowledge, do not do any shok. They never indulge in any shok. They don't grieve over them. Yet, Arjun, Though you have been talking like such a wise man, you know, you have been imparting wisdom after wisdom, you know, you're believing that you are the doer of everything, yet you are getting worried and you are grieving over things which do not deserve to be grieved on. Neither the dead nor the living are worthy of our grief. Kis ke liye udas Kiske liye? Kyun hona hai? Think about it. Think about this verse. 
And before we enter into the explanation of this verse, let me put forward two stories. One is the story of Puranjana. They are relevant to the verse. So kindly hear it out and think of it. And then we will go on to the explanations. Puranjana, and this is a story from Srimad Bhagavat Mahapuran. There were two friends, right? And they were very, very good friends. Best friends for all you know. And they would do everything together. Inseparable. Always there together. For eternity, these two friends had been together. One was Puranjana by name. And the other, his friend was Avignata. Avignata. Why Avignata? Because nobody truly knew who he was. Nobody truly understood his ways. Nobody truly knew where he came from, when was his beginning and when was his end. However, Puranjana did not bother. He was very happy with his friend. And he would spend all his time with Avignata. But one day, while Puranjana and Avignata were roaming around, suddenly, Puranjana saw a beautiful city. Now, Puranjana had started becoming a bit restless, right? And he was looking around. Otherwise, there was no reason for him to look away from Avignata. He became restless and he started looking around. He became restless and he started looking around. And what did he see? He saw a beautiful city. A city with five gates. Oh, he said, isn't this so beautiful, so lovely? What is this place? I really need to go and see it. And he left his eternal friend Avignat. And he came down. He came down to closely see the city. The city was beautiful. Splendor, waterfalls and beautiful gardens. There was an aroma of and a fragrance in the city. There were palaces of all kinds. There was there were fruits and there were riches which he had never seen before. He got so tempted that he wanted to enter the city. And while he was trying to enter the city, he saw a beautiful lady, a beautiful girl and her friends roaming around. He could not take his eyes off this girl. Tempted by his beauty and enticed by the city, he entered the city and started following this girl. And this girl coyly would sometimes look at him and sometimes take away her gaze and then again coyly look at him and then sometimes take away her gaze, smile at times and run away at the others. And Puranjana totally forgot his friend Avignat had started chasing this girl. All he wanted to do was be with her. All he wanted to do was stay in this beautiful city for the rest of his life. And he asked this girl, who are you? She said, I am the queen of the city. This is my city. But I actually do not know also how I came to be here. But then Purajana was not bothered. He did not want to know much. He was just so rooted to the spot gazing at her. He could not take his eyes away from this lady. And he asked, who are these beautiful girls that surround you? Please tell me about you. But then she smiled and said, I do not know who I am, nor do I know who created me. All I know is that I belong to the city and that I live here. I do not know who built the city either. In spite of asking again and again, he got the same response. And see, she said that, see, all these people, the men and the women and everybody that you see are my companions. They attend to my every need. And this five-headed serpent guards the city. He is the God. He protects the city with his life. And he, she looked at him. She said, but I am lonely and I need a husband. And I think you are going to be the perfect man to become my husband. Would you like to marry me, she said. 
And she said, there is nothing as wonderful as love. Nothing else can equal the happiness. She said, you desire me and I really love you a lot. Well, what happened then? They got married and they started living. Puranjana started enjoying the city. He loved the company of his wife. He would just be with her, enticed with her beauty, never leaving her side. So much so was the bond between them, so much so they got attached to each other that Puranjana actually forgot his own identity. He forgot that he also had a existence before this. He thought this was it. He forgot Avignat totally. Not only this, he forgot his own emotions. His own pain and sorrow. There was nothing. There was numbness there. But when this lady Puranjani, let's call her, would cry, he would cry because he would feel the pain. When she would smile, he would smile because he would feel the joy. When she was hurt, he would become mad with pain. When she was sleeping, he would sleep. When she woke up, he would wake up. When she danced, he would sing. And when she would be Taking a stroll, he would follow her like a shadow. Every bit of his existence was based on her. With this kind of a life, with this kind of a emotional attachment to his wife, many years went by. If he got time, he would do the yagdas and the pujas. If he did not, he did not consider them important. He said, it's okay. How does it matter? My duty is with my wife and my children, my city, my people. As long as I am doing that, I am at peace. And so, went away time. He was unconscious of the truth that time was fast slipping by. Time was going away. Every second, every minute, he lost his youth long back. Right? He had come as a youth. He lost his youth long back. And now there were marks of wrinkles all around his face. Yet he did not realize it. He was so engrossed, engrossed in his daily mundane activities. He was so engrossed in the love for his wife. He was so engrossed tending to his children that he did not even realize that the time was flying away. From a young man, he had become old. And from old, he was very, very slowly moving towards his demise. He thought he was very slowly moving towards his demise. But it was rapidly engulfing him. Every day after we are born, what are we doing? We are walking towards our death, isn't it? We are walking towards our end. That is what it is all about. But we, just like Puranjana, do not realize. Every passing year brings us closer to the end of this bodily kingdom. We feel we are eternal. We feel we live forever. We feel that death is something which is true for somebody else and not me and my dear and dear ones. We tend to forget and we tend to live as if the end will never, never come. But, unfortunately, no amount of, no amount of ignorance, no amount of avoiding this one truth will help. Whether we like it or not, old age, jaravastha will come. And this is what happened to Puranjana. Soon, there was a Kadharv, a chieftain, he had 360 powerful servants. His name was Chandavag. And Chandavag came, Chandavag came and attacked the city. Oh, he raged a battle. All his 360 people were attacking the city ruthlessly. Chandavag decided to attack the city called Bhogavati. He is the king of Panchal or we can call it Bhogavati. With 360 men and he started burning everything. 
the snake which was guarding the city the five headed snake tried to stop the attack but he failed he could not stop the attack and these people entered and started destroying the city purajana was so distressed he did not know what to do wherever he looked there was destruction wherever he looked there was fire he really did not want to leave and lose his wife and children he refused to pay attention to the invasion he just focused on his children he just focused on taking care of them he just wanted to keep them safe in spite of all the invasion all the mayhem that was happening around his city he remained quiet remained focused in a small little make believe world however slowly the fight started becoming intense and it started entering his own kingdom along with this chandweg also got kal and its name was jara and she was not at all attractive but she was powerful and she started destroying more aggressively and more rapidly whatever was left and now he could see this sena of jara and yavadeshwar heading closer and closer and closer and they were angry they were somehow angry they just did not want to stop there was disappointment again purajana was so disappointed disappointed and finally he was enslaved they enslaved him and they captured him and they started pulling him away from his city when he turned back he saw fire everywhere he started thinking about oh my god what would happen to my children would they burn what how will they live without me my poor wife she cannot even do anything she cannot even think without me what will happen to her thinking this the agony he felt was beyond words however these people chara and her rp they don't stop yavdeshwar was even worse they were ruthless and they started pulling him away the old snake tried but he could not do anything and heads slowly he saw his entire city destroyed it was invaded by chandweg and it was burned to ashes his beloved wife left she did not care any more why the one who really loved her for a very long time he looked all around the city was falling to pieces his world his beautiful world where his children adored him his wife loved him the love was gone it is all ashes and brown and dark now he still wanted to hold on he still wanted to stay however they would let him and then finally he had to leave he died and when he died bhogwati fell to pieces and nothing was left of it except the name he was reborn because he died thinking of puranjani it is said that puranjana was reborn and he married balyadhaj well again he started taking care of balyadhaj and he had a very good life but again time came and suddenly Bedharbi was a stape found her husband dead he was like in a flame of fires she abandoned his children also at that time and then she saw that her husband was no more now the one who was puranjana is now vidharbi and now again she shouting and crying and crying that she oh my god my husband is dead i cannot live without him and she's weeping and she has decided to ascend the funeral pray along with her husband what is the point of me being alive when my husband is no more now when he was puranjana he was weeping for puranjini He died thinking of Puranjani. He was born as Vidharbi. Vidharbi got married, and her husband died. Now, when the husband died, she is again weeping and thinking the world has come to an end, and she cannot live without him. And when she is about to go onto this fire, pray, and burn herself along with her husband, she hears a voice, and the voice said, "Listen, why are you crying so much? You are not Vidharbi. 
You are not Purajara. You are my friend. Don't you remember me? I am Avignat. And she said, Avignat? Who Avignat? She said, we were inseparable, says Avignat. We always used to be together. Don't you remember anything? You and I were like swords floating on the surface of the Badasa Lake. You were very dear to me. So was I to you. And then you left my company. And henceforth, you have been from one bird to another bird. First you were Puranjana, now you are Vidharbi. Don't you want the cycle to end and come back to me? You were neither the man, you are neither the man who married Puranjani, nor are you the princess Vidharbi who married Balyadvaj. It has all been an illusion created by yourself because of your ignorance, ignorance of your real nature, says Avignath. Now, Vidharbi is looking at the Brahmin, right? She's trying to recollect. And again, Avignath tries to explain. He explains and explains so that she would understand who she really is. You might be thinking, why the story of Puranjana? It is a very thought-provoking story. It is the story of you and me. Bhogavati is this world of Maya. Panchal, the king of Panchal, is this body, right? Which has five gates. Our body has five gates. And all that we see around, we indulge with our senses, right? Different, different senses are indulging in different, different desires. When we get involved, that is indulging our senses. So who is Puranjani then? Puranjani is the mind which enjoys the pleasures of the senses. And when we totally become involved, when we totally become one with our body, we start thinking that this mind is me, this body is me, I am enjoying. What happens? What happens to Puranjana? He forgot his own independent identity. And whenever Puranjani would cry, he would cry. When she would be happy, he would be elated. When she would be hurt, he would be in pain. Although they were two different entities. In the same way, me, my body, my mind, this deha is not me. The emotions and the egos and the expectation that this body and the mind are going through, the pain, I am not involved in it. Who am I then? Yes, who am I? I am the seer. I am the witness. I am not the mind, I am not the body, I am not the thought, I am not the sense, I am not the desiring one, I am not the one who is indulging. I am. This is the sharir, that is the body, the day. I am the shariri, the one who resides in the body. Just like he came to the body, right? He was the ruler of Panchal and then Bhogavati, is this world. And then what happens? He forgets his own independent identity that he's not the body, he's not the thought, he's not the mind. Anything related to the body is also not him. Any pain being caused to the body should not trigger any remorse in him because there are two different entities. However, when we get submerged, this avidya envelops us and when we get enveloped by the avidya, our involvements become our bondage in Maya. And the real identity of the self is lost. Think about it. With our involvement in Maya, we lose track of time. What is Jara over here? What is Chandabeg? Chandabeg is the speed with which time is going by. Jara is our old avasta. And 
the rb is 360 is the number of days we all have the same number of days 360 days 7 days a week time is clicking one of these days we'll have to go but we forget about it we don't realize from when we were a child to when we became old to when we became young sorry and then when we became old and jara avastha suddenly took over old age suddenly took over suddenly there were wrinkles all over the body is not working the serpent that guards the palace is not strong anymore the five senses are not strong anymore our body has become weak because of chandavik with speed we did not realize it and it attacked us this precious birth wasted given to the dogs unaware of what we have taken birth for unaware of our true identity we live like fools and we die like morons we live in grief and we exit our body in even more agony we latch to the world we hold on to the world we hold on to our attachments and when it is time for to go we have to be pulled out ruthlessly yet we are attached purajadi is the bind and the children are the various sense desires this is our life we enter this world thinking that yes we have got this human birth we will elevate we will reach avidyat the separation from avidyat the separation from the lord is unbearable but that maya takes over bhog bhog right we forget yog where we want to join and connect to the lord yog means joining we want to connect and become one with the lord and we get involved in bhog bhog is when we just want to fulfill our sense desires and that is the cause of all agony when we forget our true nature and that is exactly where shri krishna is going to start he is going to start from this very concept because he is not going to say gradually i'll bring you there do no, he say arjun you are lamenting over something totally useless because you have forgotten who you are and that is the first question shri krishna raises who are you arjun who are you where have you come from where are you to go by god who by god who by god who till we actually understand who am i who am i this grief and agony and the sorrow the intensity might go up and down but it'll never end because this ignorance does not let us reach our true nature of anand actually krishna starts exactly that who are you please ponder on the story we'll delve deeper into this verse at the next session take about purajjada we are purajjada who are we ask us am i the body no am i the mind no am i the thoughts no am i the emotions no am i the ego no am i the desires no am i the senses no do i want no if i am not the body everything that is related to the body in the stool form in the uh in the gross form is it related to me no when i am not the body is that other body by no ask and that is what shri krishna is starting with who are you be god who ye pucho we'll continue with the verse number 11 in the next session shri krishna gobind hare murari he dat 
नारायण वासुदेव श्री कृष्ण गोविंद हरि बोरारे हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव श्री कृष्ण गोविंद हरे बोरारे हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव श्री कृष्ण गोविंद हरे बोरारे हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय 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 राम लक्ष्मण चाद की जय बोलो हनुमान की राम लक्ष्मण चाद की जय बोलो हनुमान की राम लक्ष्मण चाद की जय बोलो हनुमान की जय बोलो हनुमान की बोलो बजरंग बली की जय जय श्री राम जय श्री कृष्ण